today's episode is for the music nerds, for the guitar nerds, for the nerd nerds. <laughs> Hello, my name is Aiden, and welcome to Songs That Changed You. And that's not to say that I don't have some beautiful heartfelt moments of connecting with God within today's chat. But my guest, Joel, he definitely does fit into that music nerd sort of category. He's an amazing guitarist and even cracks it out live on the podcast. Well, as live as a podcast can be anyway. But yeah, he picks up the guitar and sort of talks us through this song and plays a bit. And it's wonderful. You're really going to love today's episode. But while we're here, I did want to give a cheeky plug to next week's episode. We don't normally do this. I try and keep my guests a surprise, but I would highly recommend you hit subscribe right now. Next week on the show, Michael Glamucci. Yep, that Michael Glamucci, writer of the song Healer. He talks us through his entire journey from the very big public falling out that he had and where he is now, and that road to recovery, the song that helped him get there, and of course, God's hand of healing along the way. It's an incredible story, so please subscribe. You're going to get that in your podcast feed next week on the show. But right now, please enjoy Joel Hunt. Portions of the day's programming are reproduced by means of electrical transcriptions or tape recordings. Songs that changed you. Back with another chance for us all to sink our teeth into a song, a song that has changed somebody's life. Yes, it is Songs That Change You. My name is Aiden, and I have a guest today joining me from Queensland, guitarist and musician Joel Hunt. He's just released his debut album, Space and Time. Hello there. Hi, Aiden. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing well. It's great to be here. Um, Give everyone the Joel Hunt story. Get everyone up to speed on uh, yourself in, (laughs) I don't know, 60 seconds or less. (laughs) Sure. Uh, Yes. As you said, I'm a guitarist. I've been doing guitar for a long time and and then studied music when I finished school uh, and have been writing music and playing with other musicians uh, and teaching music and guitar for quite a while now and had the really awesome blessing of working with um, some of my heroes, basically, in the music industry uh, in the last year. And yeah, as you said, I've just, just released an album in the last couple of months, which is called Space and Time. And uh, yeah, featured uh, some of the guys from Snarky Puppy and Lincoln Brewster and some guys in his band. So yeah, that was really cool. Would you put yourself in the category of music nerd or guitar nerd? <laughs> uh, I think I probably have to put myself in both of those categories. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I just want to set the scene for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> now, you mentioned Lincoln Brewster. He's actually responsible for the song that you've chosen. Um, why don't you tell everyone, Joel, what's the song that you've picked? For sure. Well, to be honest, the whole album that this song is from kind of changed me. Uh, it changed me as a as a person, but as a musician as well. The song that I've picked is The Arms of My Saviour, which I believe is the fifth track off that album. There's no other place but I can be free So I run to the arms The arms of my I picked it because of the message that it has and it's just a really good encouragement 
and it's it's almost the sort of song that you'd want played at your funeral that sort of <laughs> that sort of thing but it's also a very uplifting song as well like and it's got a lot of different genres which is the music that i like to write as well so it's not just any one genre this song it kind of draws influences from lots of different places to put it in place, it came out in 2008. The album that you're referring to is Today Is The Day. And you selected this song, but you could have picked any of them. So tell me about your life in 2008 when I presume you purchased this album. It was actually a lot. It was a fair while after that that okay. I actually heard this album. I, I came across it through my uncle. I listened to a lot of guitar-heavy Christian music. And um, this was one that he just, like gave to me and recommended it was a few years after that so it probably would have been 2010 2011 maybe 2012 it was somewhere in there but i can remember where i was when i heard it the first time i was in a car trip just listening to it back when you listen to your ipod and my parents were driving because i was like you know early high school (laughs) and it was a trip down to the coast and i can remember hearing this for the first time and i was a huge huge fan of third day i was playing uh, playing electric guitar i sort of just started and really was into their stuff because that's what my uncle played a lot of when i heard this album i just went wow like a guitar can sound like what third day does but it can sound like this too like wow so that that was a big thing too it was just like the the tone and the things that he were that he was playing on the guitar like that was just one side of it and then also the, the message in the songs as well that he was singing about i was like man this guy's incredible and then i became a mega fan basically on the spot (laughs) (laughs) okay so you were playing guitar at the time but this really encouraged you and and sort of spurred you on to do more of this yeah absolutely i think it kind of went from oh i enjoy playing the guitar to okay maybe i want to go a bit further with this and if this is what it can sound like and this is what it can do yeah it just hit me at a really deep level as a musician, I think, yeah. You've just released your new album, Space and Time, which is an instrumental album. You said that this album yes. from Lincoln Brewster spoke to you lyrically as well. So talk to me about that, the decision to not include any lyrics on your album, and even though you were so influenced by this song and this album and the lyrics spoke to you. Yeah, definitely. In fact, I'm actually working on some music at the moment. Um, I'm working with the guitarist um, from a band named M83, um, and we just started writing some songs, and we're writing some lyrics. Well, he's he's probably writing the lyrics more than I am, but I'm kind of giving direction. M83, I want to say Midnight City. That's the hit single that was Correct. for that's, a few years yeah, back. Yeah, great yeah, song. So I'm working with a guy named Jordan Lawler, who was part of that band for a long time. And uh, yeah, so so I do write lyrical music uh, and it, it literally am in the process at the moment of doing that. But I'm not a great singer and I love instrumental music. I listen to a lot of instrumental music as well. So I guess I don't write a lot of lyrics myself, but I'm working. I'm I'm work. I work with people that do. So um, I definitely love this the the craft of writing lyrics. It's just not necessarily my my like strong point. Um, <laughs> but I like working with people that, that do it really well and and kind of be a, like to be a part of that process. Okay. Well, what was it about the lyrics to this song, "Arms of My Savior," then that spoke to you so much? Message of this song is is a really clever one. Like so. It, it's very clever the way that the chords are used with um, with the story as well. So like if you take a look at the verse, for example, um, all of the verses are kind of where life's problems are playing a big part. And then the pre-chorus 
in a nutshell, is kind of where God begins to intercede. And then the chorus is basically, you know, he's saying there's no other place that he'd rather be. Um, and he feels safe in God's uh, provision, basically. And then it kind of gets towards the end of the song and it talks about no longer it feels like God's got to jump in and kind of remind him, but he's actually reminded it's happened enough times now where he knows to go to God for his problems. And there's like some some growth in the song as well, like about himself. So that that's really clever. Would you like me to show you that, like the g- guitar side of things as well with it? Like, the would I? Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> as Joel picks up, what guitar have we got there? <laughs> well, it's a bit ironic. This is actually Lincoln Brewster's signature guitar. <laughs> <laughs> we need to talk about you working with Lincoln Brewster in a second, but first, yes, to uh, yeah, play us yeah. play us a little bit. So, I, as I mentioned, the verse there's this chord that keeps popping up all the way throughout the the verse that just shouldn't be there and it's like kind of the music is actually portraying with the lyrics that there's something quite wrong so in the key of that song that chord like shouldn't be there but it kind of tells the listener that something's not quite right Uh, and then when you get to the pre-chorus the chords kind of they're slightly adapted from what should be there. So there's some, I won't go into the musical theory. I could, but I, I won't bore your <laughs> listeners with sure. it. But <laughs> there's some chords that you expect to hear them, but they're not exactly what you expect to hear. And I guess that's kind of like what he's trying to do with the whole like God stepping in and it's not always what you expect it to be. also a lot of tension in those chords too it feels like it's building to something and they kind of lead they keep leading and leading and leading and it's like feeling like you're waiting for something to happen yeah and then you hit the chorus and you get like the most positive chords you can possibly get in that key and it's big and open and you know it's all about feeling safe and being in no other place than than god's presence The chorus is that climax um, with the chords as well. So it's just really clever that the music kind of matches the narrative of what's going on in the story and really propels it forward and helps tell the story more than just lyrics accompanied with some random chords that like everything that's there is really deliberate. It's thought through. Yeah. I was listening to this song for the first time um, when you sent through, you wanted to talk about this song. I knew Lincoln Brewster, I know his music, but I just didn't know this particular song. And I'm sitting here listening to it and I'm like, oh, it's got a real John Mayer kind of vibe. And then I was reading online, like it has been compared to some, or, or drawn similarities to a certain John Mayer um, songs. So I imagine he's a big influence for Lincoln Brewster. I don't know, but I would just hundred percent. Well, you're exactly right. In talking with um, when I was working with with Lincoln and with Norm, his bass player, because um, we wrote a song on the album Norm and I together. And absolutely, you're exactly right. There was parallels drawn from John Mayer's Continuum album that kind of influenced this album. So definitely, there are some parallels there in terms of the guitar playing and the tones. Uh, and the feel of the songs, yeah. Yeah. So tell me, what was it like working with this man that you've idolised and, and, you know, looked up <laughs> to for the last 10 years or so? It was one of those moments when I actually first met him, it kind of blew my mind because, long story short, I, I started working on the album with Mark Letieri. I met Norm Stockton, who's Lincoln's bass player, through Mark, and so I approached him about writing a song. 
And then we were looking at the potential of having Lincoln come on the album and play, you know, a solo and play a part of the, the track with us. When it came time to look for, for the guitarist, Norm approached him and, and he was like, yeah, I think I can do that. I just need to, you know, make sure that it lines up with my schedule and everything. But, you know, I'll be able to confirm by this date. And so when we got to that date, we hadn't heard anything yet. So I messaged Norm and was like, hey, I'm just just checking to see if it's if he's still keen or, you know, where are we at with that? And he's like, oh, here's, here's Lincoln's number. Just give him a call and you guys can work it out together. And I was kind of like, oh, okay, sure. Like, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a bit worried that maybe I'm going to... Uh, you know, have to apologize for having his number and explain like what's going on. I trusted Norm. I was like, I know that they're good buddies and they're, you know, best mates. And so I was like, I'll I'll trust him, but I don't have a lot of context to this. So we'll see how we go. (laughs) This could go badly. And I'm a bit nervous about that. But so I rang the number anyway, and, uh, and it probably like, you know, probably rang twice. And then I, I just hear him pick up and go, Oh, hi, this must be Joel. And I was like, Oh, hang on. What, what? Like, (laughs) wait a second. What's going on? what's going on so it took me really off guard and then he goes you know i know who you are i've seen you cover some of my stuff on online and i've heard a bit of your music and that kind of thing and i was like wait what like <laughs> see in my head i'm like man hold it together hold it together yep <laughs> but so that was that was like how we first met we probably spoke on the phone for about half an hour and then he agreed to play on it and uh we also booked a time where we were doing some guitar tone stuff over over zoom because we were running some of my sounds through his his setup in his um massive library of amps that his amp collection that he has that was really cool and we probably spent four and a half hours on zoom doing that and we just noted out on gear and music the whole time as well which was fantastic so it was it was a pretty cool experience in a nutshell <laughs> and did you tell him what his music meant to you or he, i guess he kind of got that idea from you yeah <laughs> i think you would have got that idea pretty yeah. quickly that's awesome. The old saying goes, don't meet your heroes. They'll never live up to the expectations and stuff. But right from the beginning, he answered the phone with your name sort of thing. Well, that's right. Exactly. And then he so he agreed to play on this track. The track's called Edge of Reality on the album Space and Time that I released a couple of months ago. And um, he just tears it up at the end there. It's great. It's a very different style of guitar playing that he's doing on that track to this one that we're talking about now, The Arms of My Saviour. But he can, you know, he can do both so well, the, the, the really soulful, bluesy stuff or the, you know, the, the rock shred stuff. <laughs> yeah. Your album, can I say, it's beautiful. It's really nice. I've been listening to it all this week and it does take you on a journey. Each song is very different. I'm somebody that's... Oh, maybe it's naive or uneducated when it comes to instrumental music, but I really enjoyed it. I really liked it. So well done. Thanks, man. Well, I want to play Lincoln Brewster, The Arms of My Saviour for everyone. Before we do, uh, Joel, where can people check out your music and things? For sure. Yeah. So my website, just joelhunt.com. Um, there's plenty of information about the album there and some extra stuff. It's got links to my socials and that kind of thing uh, on YouTube and Instagram. It's at joelhuntguitar. Thanks for joining me, man. Appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks for your time, Aiden. And this is Lincoln Brewster with the arms of my saviour. Alone, in the weight of the world.
This episode of Songs That Change You was recorded on the land of the Ghana people. Each episode is produced, edited, and hosted by Aidan Grant. That's me. I'd like to also thank Zach Spencer for additional audio assistance and Pastor David Hall for helping support the show. If you like what you heard, please leave a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Or if you want to get in touch, maybe have a guest suggestion or any kind of feedback, please email aidang at hotmail.com. Thanks for listening.